I always get breaststroke and front crawl mixed up. Breaststroke's the one where you feel like a frog. That one is <laughs> quite a lot until I did like nine checks. So it was probably about like 8, 9 p.m. I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday night. And they had like all these club tunes on. So I went up to this table and they're all there like just, you know, vibing out to this club music, dancing. Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast, Esme's Country Life. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to be doing a Q&A or a question and answer because it's been so requested by you guys and I feel like a lot of the weeks I have so much going on, there's so much to tell you and I thought, you know what, the last week I've actually had quite a chilled week. I've just kind of been at home filming lots of very like autumnal content actually. I've been really feeling autumn at the moment. All the, I don't know, it's just one of my favourite seasons. It's just such a cosy season. I think that's what it is. I've been doing lots cozy content but anyway before we start the Q&A I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast Red Post. Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK and they actually have this really cool um, subscription called Stride which is a little bit I think the best way to describe it is a bit like their version of like horsey or country Amazon Prime so if you ever find yourself as a grey horse owner maybe you're washing your greys and you realise oh no I've run out of purple shampoo I've got a show the next day complete disaster well with stride you can get next day delivery and also there are lots of special offers and things like that too so be sure to head to redpostequestrian.co.uk to check it out so anyway into the q a i went on um my ig and asked you guys for some questions there were loads of really variety ones i feel like this is going to be a very horsey episode of the podcast because a lot of you guys are always interested in the horses ask lots of questions about them um so starting off somebody said what's the best thing you found for joey's recovery my um mare is injured and is currently recovering and she's on box rest okay so for me i feel like the top thing was just kind of keeping joey occupied also first off i just want to say i'm really sorry to hear that your horse is on box rest and i really hope they make a speedy speedy recovery i've been there it's a really difficult time so keep on pushing through um i feel like for him it was yeah keeping him occupied i feel like the radio was actually the best thing joey is a very social horse he always has to have somebody around him if that's like a buddy so we always made sure that he had either mickey or casper in the stable next to him so he had someone to talk to and he felt less lonely we were also really lucky that when he was on box rest it was during the winter so he was going to be in a little bit more anyway because when it's darker so he felt like he wasn't on his own for as long as well so yeah the radio is really good because he has Something to listen to. One of my funniest memories are when Joey was in box rest. I came up one evening to check on them and I just like kept the radio on for quite a lot until I did like nine checks. So it was probably about like eight, nine pm. I think it was like a Friday or a Saturday night, and they had like all these club tunes on. So I went up to this table and they're all there, like just you know, vibing out to this club music, dancing. And Mickey also had his like light turned on. I think he was actually like playing with the light switch. So Mickey's stable light was like flashing to the club music i was like what is going up going on up here so um yeah the radio does help um you can find out what your horse likes listening to do they like a bit k-pop a bit of classical fm bit of i think i just put radio one on for the horses so they were like listening to greg james in the morning um <laughs> there we go uh what else um 
like board and breaker toys of your horses into food obviously don't go for anything too high sugar because they're not going to be able to kind of you know use that energy up they're just going to be standing there so I went for lots of low sugar grass-based foods and snacks um anything like hanging up from their stables so the Silvermore swingers they're really good Silvermore was so kind and literally sent me like a whole treat package for Joey um of course it depends how much a horse can move around when Joey could move around a little bit more um a little treat ball that really helped keep you occupied you can put um carrots in their haylage net or hay net that's quite a good idea for um just like enrichment i'm trying to think of other things um I think that was it but I do have a video on my channel if you want to check that out where I kind of talked through the best things and I also tried some like different like horse toys and things but again all horses are different it's really kind of down to what your horse likes and even just like spending time with them gro like grooming them and um yeah but anyway best of luck with that and I hope you get through it so um what else did you guys ask me um Another question about Joey. You guys asked a lot about him. Will I ever do eventing with Joey as he's such a nice jumper and dressage horse? Oh, thank you. Um, so for me, when I got Joey, I he's kind of like half from an event. Joey is kind of half from an eventing background and half from a show jumping background. His dad was a show jumper. His mum was actually an ex-racer that kind of become became an eventer. Um, so there you go. So I wanted something that could do a little bit of both. Something that was also quite bold as well because eventing horses... They got to they got to have quite a bit of blood in them. They've got to be quite bold, um, especially with, like with my job, like with all the cameras and that kind of thing. So um, that is definitely true. I'd say for me, I'm always like a show jumper in my heart. Like I've never actually competed eventing. I've done like one hunter trial. I well, back in the day with the pony club with Casper, used to do quite a bit of cross country, obviously at pony club camp and just like cross country clinics and that kind of thing. And I always really enjoyed it. But Casper's um, a little bit more of a timid horse, so it was never like you know and Casper also wasn't the best at dressage or it wasn't his favorite thing so that's why I never really went down the eventing route I feel like eventing also is just a little bit more tricky like you've got to master you've got to master three different elements like I find it hard enough just to master one so there we go um also I feel like I'm probably not as confident as I probably should be to be an eventer. Also, I feel like with the job that I do, a lot of my work is very seasonal. Like all the shows are often like in the summer and that's often when all the events are as well. So for me, it just, I think being an event just wouldn't really work out with my lifestyle because I, would, I feel like all the events would be when I'm busy working. So I'll just never get out of eventing, even if that was my discipline. Oh, sorry, my Apple Watch is going off there. I should really be, like, silent on the set. Such an amateur. I'll put my phone on Do Not Disturb. My boyfriend always makes fun of me because there are some things, like, with technology that I'm just such an old person with and, like, I just I can't do it. And then he's really good at it and then he just knows nothing about social media. And then there's me and I'll, like, sometimes help him out on his social media, like, work account. I'll be like, oh, you just do this, this, this and this. And he's like, how did you do that? Um, so, anyway, um, back to what was my question? Eventing. Oh, yeah, also where I am. I feel like I'm also such a precious person over horses' legs and over, like, the ground. And where we are, our ground is basically a complete bog in the winter autumn spring and then in summer it's like completely rock solid I think it obviously depends on where you are and what the ground's like but I feel like 
recently so it's been so so sad so many events recently have been cancelled because of the ground being too bad um which obviously is a good thing because you don't want your horses going on um either really wet ground or really hard ground um but yeah that's another thing i feel like i just if i was an eventer i'd just never get around to go out go out eventing there's a lot more show jumping and dressage shows near where i am so um it can literally i can go on my calendar and be like okay there's like a show jumping here on a Wednesday, here on a Saturday, that kind of thing. Although a lot of the time, I still, people have asked me so much, when will I get competing out with Joey? I'd love to. Just a lot of things are on a Saturday and that's often when I do all my meet and greets. Like I'm coming up to my autumn winter meet and greet run at the moment, which is quite exciting. So if you head over to thisesme.com, you can see when all my meet and greets are. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it is down to my job getting in the way, which is weird when you think about it because because my job is literally being like an equestrian country social media person and I don't even have the time to go out and compete my horse but there we go we I, I ride him like five six times a week it's just when there's a show it's often when I'm doing a meet and greet show if that makes sense um, but there we go I feel like I would love to do some more cross country with Joey the times he's done it he has really enjoyed it and he is quite bold at times so you never know but maybe we'll do like a little little tiny 80 on a ticket or something like that eventing like just randomly one day I'll have to do some cross-country training before but do you know what I think would be really nice to do Joey some combined training which is dressage and show jumping I know in the winter there's a place near me that do quite a lot of combined training so you can do a little bit of both um so yeah, I think that'd be really nice. I think also the dressage would be a really nice warm up for the show jumping and just let him set a little bit more. So there we go. We'll wait and see. <laughs> oh, somebody said, am I getting any more chickens? Now I only have one. Um, so some of you might have seen on my story, very sadly, we have lost Snickers. I feel like with all my animals, I don't have favourites, but with the chickens, Snickers was actually always my favourite. She would always do this like really cute rest- roosting kind of thing where she would like stand kind of on the gate to the coop and she would always sit there and she wouldn't come down unless I came along and picked her up and put her in the coop to bed and like she was just more of like a cuddly chicken like some chickens just don't like to be held but she does I think she properly like imprinted on me when we first got them because when we first got them they were like still like almost baby chickens you know when you can tell like their wattle was like very very small and like a very light pink rather than like the red that it is when they get a bit older um so yeah R.I.P. Snickers I feel like, I don't know if that was like karma after what happened with the crow incident, if you listen to that episode with the chicken drama, but we only have Mars left and she's an older lady and we talked to lots of people that like have chickens and I was going to say chicken experts, I don't really know what qualifies as a chicken expert, but I've talked to loads of friends about it and a lot of them have said um, if we did get any more chickens, it's most likely that Mars would get bullied because she's like the older one or she'd get pecked or vice versa and... I don't know that we I, I think we might just leave her on her own she's like we've been keeping a good eye on her giving her lots of food her favorite food is spaghetti because I think it's like worms for her <laughs> but um giving her loads of snacks and she seems all right like she seems very happy in herself and that kind of thing so we'll see how she goes but at the moment she's all right and I just think an extra chicken would just because she is an older lady would just be too much for her and I think they'd fight so yeah at the moment she's on her own but we'll update you and a lot of people also ask me if I would get more chickens I think if I were to get more chickens it probably wouldn't be anytime soon because we're going into autumn winter now which is just horrible weather and also where we are there's quite a lot of bird flu um so often in the winter your chickens have to be in like 
pretty much almost all the time in the winter. So um, if I did, it would be in the summer or spring. Um, I would love to get runner ducks as well. <laughs> if you listened to the previous, one of my previous episodes, I was talking about the runner ducks that we saw at this like autumn fair. Oh my goodness, they are adorable. So you never know. There might be some runner ducks coming in the spring. My dad's looking at me like, girl, we don't need any more animals. Why are you saying this? But I would love some. I think he's doing a thumbs down now as well. Come on. Me, me and mum will persuade you. We will we'll end up getting some runner ducks at some stage. Even if I'm like, if it's in like many years to come by the time I'm like 30, I will have runner ducks at some stage in my life. All right, on to something a little bit less morbid. Um, we will move on from the chicken death, RIP Snickers. Um, somebody asked, do I have any funny stories from Pony Club Camp? So my first Pony Club Camp senior edition, which is when you're like kind of secondary school age, I guess. I was a little bit later to go because I'd only just got Casper the year that I probably should have gone to camp. Um, but anyway, I, I think it was 2015 and I would have been... 13 just turned 14 maybe back then my birthday's in June so it's like it's like tricky like remembering how old I was in a year because it's either beginning of the year or the second half of the year but anyway I was around that sort of age and um, it was my first time doing senior camp now the difference between senior and junior is junior I think is normally only four days four or five days I want to say four days actually and you go with your parents each day and um, you go to the place and then you go home again now for senior camp it's your first time like properly being away from home away from your parents that kind of thing actually I think I did like school PGL kind of trips when I was in year six but that's a bit different this is like first time away with your away with your ponies so um, it's a little bit more of a step up because you've got to look after like your horse all the time which for me I was used to doing because we're very lucky that we've always kept the horses at home but for some people that kept their horse on like full livery this is the first time they'd ever like properly like been responsible for their horse 100% if that was um, mucking out giving them their food making sure they had enough hay enough water there were also yard girls there as well to make sure that all the horses were correctly being looked after by these kind of like young teenagers I think that I think you had to be 12 to go maybe to senior camp for my one or 13 Um, but anyway so my first um, also, the place that we stayed in was this like lodge and the nickname for it. Oh, I think this is actually the real name for it was Rank Lodge. And it was a little bit rank. I can't lie. It wasn't the, the cleanest of places. And anyway, um, it was basically this. They had rooms with like little normal not normal rooms but you know what I mean rooms that were like small rooms with one bunk bed in each and they had like a big dorm which was often where all the older girls would go that had like six bunk beds in or something ridiculous so there was always some story about the older girls either climbing out the window in the night I feel like when I was one of the older girls we were all very sensible and very good. I don't know if it's because the people that were a few years older than me were like a little bit more wild and then therefore like our group were like, oh, okay, we don't want to get kicked out of camp or get kicked out of pony club kind of thing because there were some stories. I think there were also stories of like, I don't know, the people sneaking around at night basically. Um, There was one year where apparently like every year they'd be like don't go near the ponds because there was one group again people older than us that um in the middle of the night went like skinny dipping in one of the ponds or something like that like wild like that we never had any of that at my pony club or well it was the same one but when I was older um so the, yeah the te- the teachers and the instructors would always like at the beginning of camp it was like 
very military operation it felt like you have to get off at this time to feed your horses you have to be completely smart like tack and turn out have your boots polished and oh everyone's phone is going off dad amateur hour get your phone off me <laughs> you're getting told off on the podcast a lot of people often think that my dad is the one that bosses me around but I'm very much the one that bosses him around and he likes to tell everyone that as well but don't worry it's in like a jokey kind of banter way I can't I think it was when we were filming in America somewhere like we were having a bit of banter like that and then there was this girl and she just like stared at me dead in the face and was like if I was rude to my dad like that I'd get slapped around the face and I was like Oh, we have a very different relationship with our fathers because for me, I would joke about like, come on, mate, turn your phone off. And like, he would say that to me as well. But anyway, I don't want people to think I'm being rude to my dad, but we honestly have like a jokey friendship like best friends do. Um, Anyway, what was I going back onto Pony Club Camp? Yeah, so it was my first ever night, Pony Club Camp. And um, in the middle of the night, the fire alarm went off. And I thought, because I I didn't even think, I was so disorientated, I didn't even check my phone to see what time it was. The first thing I thought was, oh my goodness, I didn't know that to get everyone up in the morning, they turned the fire alarm on. And I thought, because it was like dark outside, I thought it was like 5am or something. I was like, wow, this really is boot camp. And then we realised for some reason, the fire alarm just went off. And um, in the end, we all had to like grab our mattresses or grab our duvet and our pillow and walk over to where, there was, in a different building, was where kind of we had our dinner and our lunch and that kind of thing. So we moved all of our blankets and everything over there, ended up making this like giant bed out of all of our mattresses and slept there for the rest of the evening because the fire alarm just kept going off um so that was a I, I, it was a, a funny memory it was funny at the time I don't think some of the instructors they were like oh it's gonna be a long even longer week now all these like screaming children in this one room having to try and get to sleep and I remember just like people giggling and then like the instructors being like girls get to sleep so um there we go that was one of the interesting memories from camp I feel like there were loads of other ones but I feel like they were just like real like silly things that like I feel like people wouldn't find funny but when you're 14 you would find hilarious like um back in the day there was this game on our phone I don't know if anybody remembers this um there was this phone called like grant it was called like granny like this app and it was like a horror app and for some reason we all got obsessed with like playing it and then we ended up like playing granny in the dorms and things like that I don't know that's just like a little hidden memory that's popped up or we just ended up calling everyone granny and we found it really funny just like little things like that like as a teenager or as a kid that like now as an adult I was like what 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 were we going on about so there we go I'd say the fire alarm going off going off was probably but yeah I wasn't a very wild child I don't really have many wild child kind of I don't know I think that was it really there we go sorry (laughs) I'm I'm a bit tame but I think it's just because our camp got so strict because of all the years above Someone says, I know that when you first had Casper, he was rather cheeky. What would be your best advice? Oh, I didn't screenshot the whole thing, but um, I think it went on to say that their pony is, they're going through a little bit of a tricky time. So um, obviously... I don't know your horse. All horses are different and all horses have different reasons for um, slightly more interesting behaviour, if you describe it like that. So for me, if 
my horses ever had something out of character like that or I would be first thing I'd do is to check for pain I would give my horse like a full-on MOT so get their back checked by a qualified like physio or chiropractor to make sure they don't have any back problems they don't have kissing spines um make sure that they also have their saddle checked as well a big common for horses acting out can be that their saddle is pinching them that could be because maybe they've built up a lot more muscle and they've developed or they've changed shape or they've lost weight or gained weight so get your saddle checked I'd say try and get your saddle checked every six to twelve months depending on your horse and how much they change shape but at least once a year get it checked just for peace of mind also some saddles have flocking in and sometimes that flocking can bunch up into little balls that can become pressure points so um, that needs to be changed and redone um, regularly as well just to make sure that also just have a little feel of your saddle make sure there's no like bumpy bits too Um, so yeah Um, also teeth make sure your horse gets its teeth done regularly I didn't realize when we got Joey like I one of the things I kind of think with like COVID and that kind of stuff he didn't have his teeth done um, as soon as he should have I didn't realize that he was one of the horses because he was quite young that he needed his teeth done every six months um, when actually um my my horse has at the time only needed their teeth done every 12 months so we let joey go for like 12 months and then our vet was like oh wow like he definitely needs his teeth done like it wasn't horrendous but it was like yeah he needs it done like a little bit more regularly and now he's back on to having his teeth done every year and he's all good so that's another thing to check make sure they have their teeth checked as well because sometimes they need to be floated down and um Also, when your horse is checking their teeth, they can also have a little look at the gums and sometimes that can indicate if maybe a bit isn't fitted properly. If your horse does ride with a bit in and make sure that it's not too small, that it's not pinching them and it's not too big either. So there's that as well. Um, Again, with the bridle, you need to make sure that that all fits. Basically like a full on tack check, a full on making sure that your horse is healthy, happy, sound. Um, On the right diet as well. Some horses, if you accidentally change them into a high sugar diet, that can really affect them. So... Um, if they have anything with oats taking that away um, again I would recommend speaking to a feed specialist and if you do decide to change your horse's feed do that very gradually because horses have very sensitive stomach um, kind of acid and stomach basically you can't just completely give them a brand new bit of food because they're very sensitive but very sensitive but no very sensitive gut bacteria that's a bit of a mouthful but there we go um so yeah I'd say talk to loads of professionals and then have lots of lessons with professionals as well there might be something that you're doing when you're riding that might um be affecting them also like it depends on the time of year as well I always find my horses are a bit more spicy in the winter that could be due to them being in their stables a little bit more due to bad weather it could be due to them not maybe being ridden as much so um, for me with Casper one of the reasons why I struggled so much with him is because we didn't have an arena at first so I couldn't regularly exercise him and that's why he was acting out a little bit more because he had all this pent-up energy that he couldn't really release and also when we first got him we had really bad floods in the UK so we couldn't really be out in the fields as much it was just too dangerous so um, yeah there can be lots of different reasons why a horse might be acting out but the best thing to do is 
make sure that they're not in pain, make sure that they're comfortable and then have lessons with a qualified instructor and maybe even multiple qualified instructors um, because I feel like sometimes some people might spot things that others don't. So that is my best advice. Again, all horses are different. So if you're going through that, best of luck. Also, another thing is, are you doing anything that might be like really exciting? So for me, um, Casper wasn't used to going out as much. He was a very young horse that hadn't really seen much of the world. So when I took him out to pony club which was a bit of a party there were lots of other ponies there um he would like maybe show off a little bit or get really excited so again it's a bit like having a young puppy or a dog the more you take them out and the more they see the world the kind of less exciting it becomes and also like there are some things that you might not want to do like going to an arena hire somewhere new that can be quite daunting and quite scary because you know that oh my horse might be a bit more excited or might bust some interesting moves um but it's one of those things you kind of have to push through and try and do that as much as you can because when you do do that a lot then your horse will get more used to it and also if they're young with time they'll grow up and kind of grow out of it as well so a lot of the time also if you're going to be doing something like going to a somewhere new for an arena hire you might be feeling a little bit anxious a little bit nervous a little bit worried and sometimes you kind of have to push through that for your horse and you have to be really brave and then they can pick up on your braveness and your calmness and be like oh actually I feel really safe you know my mum is, or my dad, depending um, on who you are, is feeling really brave and really confident. I feel really safe. Um, also, never be afraid to lunge a horse if you think they're going to be a bit spicy. Even if you go to like an arena hire and it's somewhere safe to do so, or they're all right with it, feel free to like lunge them first in the arena. Sometimes that can really help just get some energy out, calm them down. Because at the end of the day, horses are flight animals. And if they're scared or if they're nervous or if they're worried, they do have different ways of kind of releasing that energy or trying to feel safe so that could be bolting and running away that could be bucking that could be rearing so again make sure it's not pain if not it might just be because they're scared so there we go try and be brave for your horses and best of luck and yeah again please get professionals involved if it is too much for you I don't want anybody out there getting hurt so there we go that is my best advice (laughs) This is quite a good one. I feel like I should maybe ask you guys this question back maybe on my stories sometime or just if you're watching on a platform where you can comment, comment down below. Um, Somebody asked, how do you come up with schooling exercises to keep it varied? I read that wrong. (laughs) To keep it varied when schooling. So yeah, let me know your favourite schooling exercises. My personal favourite one is when you put out two random poles in an arena down the long side and then I kind of work on lengthening and shortening you can do this in trot if it's a little bit too much in canter to start with I'd say trot is actually quite a good one to do um so you trot through and say you get seven strides you can work on shortening your trot stride by trying to fit eight strides within the two poles or you can try and lengthening it by getting taking away a stride and getting six and again you can do the exact same thing in canter and this is a really good exercise especially if you're a show jumper to lengthen and shorten your canter stride because sometimes you might be coming around a corner to a jump and be like oh no I don't have I feel like it's either going to be too short it's going to be too long and you can actually be like okay 
horse that you're on I was gonna say okay Joey <laughs> I'm so used to saying that in my head I'm like okay Joey we need a bit of a bigger and longer canter to make this distance so I can be like give him give him a squeeze and ask him for that more forward canter and longer canter as well and hopefully we'll make the stride or it might be a we're going a little bit too fast we're a little bit too long and if if not we're going to go a bit too flat you can ask to shorten up a little bit add an extra stride and just get him to kind of collect himself a little bit more so if you're struggling with the show jumping I feel like having a really good canter is a really good start and also having a canter that's adjustable as well this has been something that I've been struggling with Joey I say struggling it's been something I would say it's more something we've been working on for a while the other day I did the exercise and I hadn't done it for like a month or two and Joey first time went round and smashed it and I could I could really see how much our flat work had kind of paid off recently so that is a really rewarding thing if your horse does struggle or maybe goes back to trot or um, maybe just doesn't get it again have lots of lessons I feel like that is my answer to everything like it sounds bad but if you're struggling with anything when in your riding have lots of lessons have lessons with different people as well as I said before some people might pick up things that you haven't I actually had a lesson with someone new for the first time and they gave me this piece of advice that I've not been told by anyone before and actually it really really helped so again lots of lessons with lots of different people I feel like that's why pony club was so good for me growing up as a kid because you just had lessons with lots of different people and I feel like some go away so this has been the podcast all the notifications going off it's been you dad it was you you sent a message and you're one of my like primary contacts that that my do not disturb doesn't work for because you're one of the most important people in my life so in my life Mm. Mm, indeed i don't know if that's gonna make it into the podcast but if it does enjoy um anyway uh oh yeah other exercises that i like to do Joey can sometimes be quite sluggish when it comes to flat work. So something I've been doing recently, which he's been really enjoying, is I'll go. F- sometimes I'll go for a hack first. Because when I go for a hack, he's a little bit more forward. He gets a little bit more excited. Like I'll take him for like a canter or a gallop across the bridle path. And then I'll go in the arena afterwards once he's all warmed up, once he's all stretched out. And then actually he produces some really nice canter work. Often I find sometimes horses can get really bored in the arena if you just do the same thing all over again, especially in the winter when you can't go out as much if that's due to poor weather or maybe the ground's really bad across your bridle path or across the trails. So um, try and do lots of different exercises. I feel like pole work is just my go-to favourite thing. I have Casper and Joey are very much horses where if you just do flat work with no poles, they can switch off a little bit and they can get a little bit bored. So adding poles just makes it that much more exciting sometimes I'll just put poles out randomly and make up a show jumping course but do it as poles that's a really good exercise if you don't want to do loads of jumping with your horse and you want to save their legs but you still want to work on your show jumping um something else that I like to do is obviously trotting poles canter poles um you can do raised poles as well um that's something that horses can find a little bit tricky to start with um one of the exercises that my physio gave me actually when Joey was on box rest was doing lots of in-hand work walking over raised poles and oh my goodness that was so good for him especially in his rehab and everything like that that he was um not diagnosed that he was what's what's the word called I'm so good at doing this in the podcast there's just like one word that I can't think of prescribed there we go he was prescribed lots of um raised pole work and lots of in-hand walking work so you can do i'd say doing groundwork is so beneficial um not only for your flat work but also for building up your horse's muscles for your relationship with your horse as well so yeah if you're ever bored 
don't feel bad about doing a bit of groundwork, doing a bit of lunging. Um, what are other things that I quite like to do? I feel like just pole, pole work is my fave. That is my go-to. Um, sometimes, even though, you know, I'm not a high, high-level dressage rider, I like to add in, like, a few m- new kind of, like, dressage movements or a few movements that you can teach your horse. So, for example, you can teach them how to do some leg yielding or you can do um, quarter turns as well, that kind of stuff. So... I feel like just switch it up, do lots of things for me to keep Joey and Casper occupied. I really like to do lots of transitions. If I feel like I've been doing the same pace for too long, I'm like, I need to add a transition, I need to change direction, keep things interesting. I have a non-horsey question now for you guys. I feel like I've done lots of horsey chat today. Um, somebody asks, how is your experience with your new hair extensions, fears, costs, method? Um, I talked about this a little bit when I first got them, but I feel like I'm now in a place where I've had them for... I got them put in in late February, March, I think. So I've had them for like well over like half a year now. Um, I have tapes personally for me. My um, hairdresser is actually a horse rider. So she said her um, riding clients find tapes a lot less damaging and a lot better because they kind of lie flat. I'd say the pros of them is that they do lie flat. So in a helmet, it's not uncomfortable at all. You might need to go up a helmet size. I've, there's a few other people that ride that I've talked to and they said when they got hair extensions, they had to go up a size. Um, she, My um, hairdresser also says that some of her clients find that they have hair extensions for a while um, because their client's hair is maybe damaged or some way or they want to grow it out. And then actually their hair starts growing so long that um, they just get rid of the hair extensions and maybe keep like a few for thickness. It really depends on your hair. Um, For me, I feel like I really like them because (laughs) number one, I wanted a bit of length. Um, Basically, I did my hair at home for a while during um, COVID and lockdown and that because obviously couldn't go to the hairdressers. I say actually I did it. It was my mum that did it. (laughs) There were many, many hours sitting with my head over the bathtub with her like washing bleach out of my hair. So the way we did that um, meant that my hair did get quite damaged. So I was like, I just got impatient. I wanted to grow my hair out. And so that's why I got hair extensions because I wanted long hair um but yes so uh what was I saying pros and cons I'd say pros are or it could be a con depending on who you are you don't have to wash your hair as often I wash my hair twice a week which if you said that to me before I got hair extensions I would have been like girl that is rank that is disgusting but my hair like if you what I do is I put dry my hairdresser said to put dry shampoo in your roots in your hair before you go to bed and then when you wake up it doesn't look greasy um also like if my hair ever gets to the stage where I'm like really sweaty or it just smells because horses then I do wash it don't worry um I'm not going around like an absolute like grimmer so don't worry about that um but yeah I wash my hair less so it actually feels like less maintenance one of the other things I got asked is does it take for ages to like dry your hair as well I quite like watching Netflix when I dry my hair I'd say it probably takes about 15-20 minutes I have one of the Dyson hair dryers so maybe that just makes it a little bit quicker so I kind of like give it an overall dry I section it and then sectioning it really helps to dry it out a little bit quicker and then I'll just watch Netflix with subtitles on because you can't really hear it with the hair dryer on um, so I actually don't find it too bad I don't find it too much of a pain um I use special like non-sulfate shampoo as well I don't know if that's made a difference to my hair like healthness or not but that's apparently good to use with hair extensions um there have been times where a few have fallen out the worst was when I went surfing um I had to proper like 
deep condition my hair, braid it, put it in a bun so it wouldn't kind of, you know, get as damaged. So I'd say if you're someone that swims regularly or does any water sports or like surfing, I would not get them. It is not worth it. it they're just going to get ruined or they're going to fall out. Um, I do do swimming regularly, but actually recently when I've been swimming, I just don't put my head under the water a lot of the time. Actually, when I do go swimming, I go swimming with a friend and I kind of chat with them while we do. I always get breaststroke and front crawl mixed up. Breaststroke's the one where you feel like a frog, that one. <laughs> so we just do that one and kind of chat. Um, I'm not like a professional swimmer where I'm like out there, you know, doing front crawl. Although um, sometimes when I used to go swimming, I used to quite like doing that and do the, you know, the little thing. Like I remember the first time I learned how to do, you know, when swimmers do the thing where they like turn up turn around underwater I felt so cool when I first did that sorry this is really off topic um but yeah if you do a lot of swimming maybe not if you do horse riding it's fine I'd say if you don't want your hair to smell a little life hack I put my hair in a shower cap when I muck out so my hair doesn't smell so that is a little top tip for you if you need to go on a night out and you've washed your hair and it's a good hair day or you've been to the hairdressers put a shower cap on stops your hair from smelling so there we go um I would say if your head does get like proper sweaty from riding or from exercise, I would recommend you washing your hair. There was one time I think I I got sweaty from riding or something like that and my hair just didn't quite dry out and that night I I should have washed it but I was just absolutely exhausted. I just went to bed um, and my, my scalp just felt really itchy and I think that's... And I Googled it and basically if you're you go to bed with your hair wet with hair extensions or like sweat then like your scalp is a little bit more sensitive because it's wet and basically they f- just feel a bit scratchy and basically it just felt a bit itchy I was like okay I need to wash my hair and it was fine after that so that is a top tip oh yeah cost is a really big thing um I would say it's one of those things once you get it done you'll want to have it all the time and obviously it costs a lot of money and I'm in a very lucky position that I can pay for it also my hairdresser contacted me being like for ages on Instagram being like girl I'll do your hair for free I'd love to do your hair for free obviously I paid for the extensions because I was like look they're really expensive um so she does give me a very kind discount each time I have my hair done and you do have to have them done every like six to eight weeks so um I feel like I really like it because I feel like I can style my hair more and not have to worry about heat damage because a lot of the time I'm not damaging my own hair I'm damaging like you know that hair that's not actually mine um you do have to get probably new hair extensions every year or it can go longer depending on how well you look after them so there's that as well um so there's a lot to think about but I'd say the best idea is to never get your hair bleached to go completely natural and then hopefully you know (laughs) your hair just grows out to a long length but for me uh, that's not happening and I wanted long hair so that's why I went for extensions I don't know if I'll have them forever maybe one day I'll go brunette and I have completely natural hair and it'll be healthy and grow out but for now I'm loving the blonde life but yeah it'll be interesting to see if I ever want brunette what you guys would think because I have been blonde my whole time since I've been on YouTube I've been blonde ever since I was like 14 15 that was when I first I you know I I I feel like the gateway into getting your hair done was getting balayage back in the day. That's when everyone had like their hair dip dyed. And then I, I was like, you know what? Have a little balayage, a little bit of blonde, see how it goes. And then I had highlights and then I just went fully blonde. So yeah, I'd say just stick to your natural colour. It's what looks best. And then I'm here with my blonde hair. So I don't know. I feel like it would be a big shock. People would be like, I don't recognise you. I feel like I'd be a different person. Maybe I'll do that one day. I'll just like... I'll, like when, maybe when I'm like 30 or something I, when I'm not doing YouTube anymore I don't know if I'll still be doing it when I'm 30 just go brunette 
and nobody will know that I'm this Esme. I'll just be Esme. There we go. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm going to go back. I'm going to hide. Hide. Oh, this is a really cute one that we'll finish it on. Um, how did you overcome your shyness to do the amazing things that you do now? First off, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, number two, I was so shy growing up. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like as a kid, I was very loud. And then it was kind of when I went to secondary school that I was a lot more shy. I think I just went into, like, I went from a very small school to like a slightly larger year group where there were lots of kids. And I was used to just like everyone being friends because we were in such a small year group when then it, everything became a little bit more cliquey and friend groupy and that kind of thing. And um, I felt like, also because I went to a very like different school environment I like was very much a goody two-shoes so I never wanted to like be loud or shout out in class and things like that so I was always very shy in that like I never put my hand up or anything like like that um I feel like I'm also a very shy person with people that I don't know like I take a little while to warm up I think it's part of me is just kind of like I don't I feel like everyone kind of has this a little bit but you know when you meet new people for the first time and you're there's kind of like a vibe sensor I hate using the word vibe because I feel like it's so overused now in society but you kind of just need to like pick up like what everyone's like personality is kind of like and how they joke around and that kind of thing because you don't want to like I don't know say a joke and everyone's like that wasn't funny but like your friend your other friend group from back home would like find it hilarious do you know what I mean or is that just me I don't know um so I feel like I'm a little bit shy because I just kind of like need to get to know people although saying that I feel like I'm definitely more a little bit more outgoing with people that I've met from social media because I see their social media platforms and I kind of know them a little bit already is this that better way um but yeah how did I overcome my shyness if you watched any of my first videos I was so shy never talked to the camera um I think with social media I think you kind of like it sounds weird but you almost have I always say to people especially when I interview them on camera when you're filming you kind of need to be your 110% self um am I like this all the time chatty and bubbly no like there are some days where I just want to like sit in the corner on my own do you know what I mean um or like you know if I'm chatting to like my family like especially my brother we kind of like sometimes communicate in like grunts do you know what I mean we just kind of like mumble to each other but we've grown up with each other we know kind of like what we're mumbling about um (laughs) I don't know if anyone's like that or is that that's just us um but yeah I feel like um I don't know yeah just be your 110% self I feel like a lot of people nowadays especially with like on social media people were like oh my gosh that's so cringe or like that you kind of just have to be cringe really I hate that word as well it makes me feel a bit funny do you know what I mean it's not a nice word to say but you just have to be yourself because at the end of the day we're on a floating rock in space and um one day you'll be dead and nobody will remember you and nobody will remember all the embarrassing things you do because I think a lot of the time when people are shy they're like oh if I say the wrong thing or sometimes I'll be going on a hack and I'll be thinking about all the embarrassing things and I'll get like a little cringe attack and I'm like oh my gosh I remember when I said that thing and it was really embarrassing it was at the wrong point or I did something wrong like at the end of the day people are really selfish people don't think about you nobody is thinking about that thing that you said was that was cringe or that thing that you did that was embarrassing most of the time they're thinking about themselves because everyone is selfish and everyone always thinks about themselves so (laughs) that is my best advice go out there have fun live your life do what you want to do um yeah and as long as you're doing something that isn't hurting anybody then you know go for it that's that I feel like that's pretty all right advice I don't know I feel like it's one of the things like some of it is just growing up I feel like when I was younger I was so shy to like call I don't know call up a 
on the phone like a dentist appointment or something like that do you know what I mean when today I've been I feel like I've been like a proper adult I've had like seven different phone calls with people so um yeah I'd say don't let your fears get away with your dreams and um yeah I feel like I can still be like shy in social environments especially like one of the like evenings that I went to the other night where loads of people knew each other and I was there like I don't know anyone here but I got chatting to one person and then they helped me introduce me to other people so yeah just like if you want to get chatting to someone I feel like my best advice is ask them about them compliment them and then like try and find something in common so I know there we go um that is my guide on how I became less awkward and more confident I feel like also something else that helped me is with interviews I think at the beginning I was very much like oh I need to ask a question I need to ask a question but at the end of the day if you're interviewing someone I feel like this isn't very good advice because not many people have to interview people but just like chat to them like you're chatting with a friend like I want to know how your show jumping around did but I also want to know about your horses how do you ask that in like a not weird way like you're an interviewer try and ask it like you're a friend being like oh so how are the horses doing like tell me who you have here at the show or I feel like I've definitely like improved my interviewing skills over time I'm definitely not the best like sometimes I'm a bit awkward um but there we go it was if you're if you're younger than me or you're my age um even if you're older than me you're, you're still young still got a lot of life ahead of you and life is all about learning things and you can't you know learn things unless you make mistakes so there we go that is that is my best advice that I can give you as a 22 year old that does social media and used to be shy and is now a little bit less shy I'm no way like a professional at I feel like I feel like I've been like a life coach today giving like advice (laughs) I'm definitely not called I don't know if I'm qualified enough to give advice but that is my personal opinion on things and things that have personally helped me so again take all my advice with a pinch of salt I don't want anyone else being like Esme you told me to do this and this happened so hopefully it all goes well for you guys but anyway um I feel like this has been a bit of a longer episode actually I've really got and I'd had dad didn't even answer all the questions so if you left me a question on my story thank you so much I really really appreciate it maybe we'll have to do a second Q&A sometime maybe in like a few weeks time when I don't have as much interesting things happening in my life um I can be like guys we're back for another Q&A ask me your questions so anyway thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you so much again to Red Post for sponsoring the podcast again head to redpostquestion.co.uk but anyway thanks for listening and I'll see you all next time bye